0: resistance is a primary factor in over 70% of women with PCOS. And yet most women I work with and talk to have been told by their healthcare provider that their blood sugar is fine, that they are not insulin resistant, and that they have a normal hemoglobin A1C, which is a three month glimpse at your average blood sugar, that they are not pre-diabetic and that insulin is not their problem when it comes to PCOS. But is this true? No. It is most often false and that's why in today's episode i'm talking about the insulin effect whether insulin is your primary root cause or not this episode is very important if you want to reverse your pcos naturally so i'm so glad that you're tuning in and let's get started you're listening to the pcos repair podcast where we explore the ins and outs of pcos and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashley Korczyk, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. Welcome back to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where today I'm going to be talking about the insulin effect. Notice how I didn't say insulin resistant? That is because there's a big difference, and I want you to understand what that difference is. So, let's start with what is insulin? It is a hormone that is released by your pancreas when blood sugar is detected in your bloodstream. Insulin allows glucose, that's your blood sugar, to enter the cells so that it can be used as energy. If more blood sugar is present than you need for energy, tells your body to store the rest so it can be used later. So obviously this is a really important hormone, but it can start to work against you when too much insulin is present. And this happens even if you are not insulin resistant, when insulin is present, it tells your body to store extra energy as fat, but it also tells your body not to burn any fat that you have stored because there's already extra energy to use up first. Now, occasionally if this is the case, it's not a problem. But if we keep our bodies in a constant state of insulin being present in our bloodstream, you can see how that would make weight gain easier and weight loss nearly impossible. And this is the case for every human, not just those with PCOS and not just those who are considered insulin resistant or diabetic. So how does, what do we eat affect insulin? When you eat something it is broken down and released into your body as glucose. Again, that's another name for blood sugar. Depending on what you just ate, it is broken down and enters the bloodstream quickly in large amounts, or it trickles in slowly over time. This is where the glycemic index or glycemic load of the food that we eat becomes interesting processed and refined carbohydrates that have a very high glycemic index. These foods include things such as bread, baked goods, food with added sugar, pasta, fruit, and juices, sweets, and desserts. These break down and release large amounts of glucose very quickly into your system. In response, your body releases a large amount of insulin. In contrast, vegetables, less refined carbohydrates, proteins, and fat have a much lower glycemic index, and these include foods such as vegetables, legumes, quinoa, nuts, seeds, meats, and dairy products, oils, and fats. These break down a lot slower, releasing smaller amounts of glucose into your system over a longer period of time. In response, your body releases less insulin, and your body uses the energy as it becomes available. In addition to the lower insulin impact of these foods, because they release glucose slowly into your system, you will also stay full longer, have better energy and have less cravings all due to the fact that there is a steady stream of blood sugar being released as compared to the spike and crash that you get with a higher glycemic index food. Okay. So that's a lot of physiology of nutrition there. So if your mind started to wander and you need to go back and listen to that part again, please do so. It's a lot to take in. And the basic point here that I want you to understand is that the food we eat during the day greatly impacts the magnitude of insulin that our body is exposed to. And that significantly impacts our metabolic system and our ability to maintain a healthy weight, as well as other aspects of our health, especially in regards to PCOS. Okay. So then what is insulin resistance? So now that we've covered kind of how insulin works in the body and how it impacts every human body, you are probably wondering what insulin resistance is and why you hear so much about it in concern with PCOS. Well, when our body is consistently exposed to insulin, it becomes less responsive. It's kind of like when you hear someone keep repeating themselves over and over and over, you start to just tune them out. Insulin sensitivity and resistance are on a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, your body is very sensitive to insulin. This is what we want. It's very responsive. And in other words, it's listening intently and functioning properly when insulin is released into the bloodstream. On the far other end of the spectrum, the body is hardly responding at all. And you may even need medications. At this point, you may be diagnosed with diabetes. As you continue along the spectrum from sensitive to extremely diabetic, you become more and more and more resistant. And then when it comes to lab work it's only measuring thresholds of when we call it insulin resistance and then when we call it diabetes but the entire spectrum is a worsening of your response and your sensitivity to insulin so along the way near the middle of the spectrum we start to call it insulin resistance and this just means that your body needs more and more insulin in order to be heard in essence It's as if you're eating a higher glycemic food than you really are because you're releasing a higher magnitude of insulin to get the same effect. Now, it's important to note that testing for insulin resistance is kind of a meh kind of test in my mind. It's about a threshold of treatment, as in if you get abnormal lab value, you need medical intervention kind of test. Now, don't get me wrong. That is an extremely important reason to test insulin resistance and to monitor. But the meth part of this testing for insulin resistance is that high blood sugar or diabetes doesn't make us aware of the problem until it's gotten really bad. And that's why this episode is so important. The insulin effect can be impacting your PCOS greatly before it would ever show up on a lab test. Okay. Real topic of the conversation here is how does it worsen PCOS? What is insulin doing? That's making our PCOS worse and why should we care about it? So first of all, it impacts our weight with increased body fat, our inflammation worsens, which in turn worsens our PCOS. Excess weight makes us more insulin resistant, creating a increasingly negative cycle towards worse and worse symptoms. And everything that we're talking about with PCOS um, and insulin resistance that we're talking about here today is working more and more against you. Then insulin, just the presence of insulin in and of itself increases testosterone with these elevated, levels of testosterone, you're going to have cycle disturbances leading to irregular or absent periods. You may have reduced ovulation and lower fertility. You can have increased acne, excess facial or body hair, or thinning of hair on the head. So those are all things that we're going to see when testosterone is increased and increased insulin increases testosterone. High blood sugar comes with a lot of health risks you know, as we move along that spectrum of insulin resistance towards diabetes, we increase our risk of developing type two diabetes as well as heart disease. Okay. So I know that all sounds pretty bad, but the great news is, is that insulin is also very responsive to lifestyle adjustments. And even though it can quickly create a negative downward spiral, as you could just see, the opposite is also true. Just a little improvement can build some positive momentum quite quickly and start an upward spiral towards better health and PCOS management. So where does that leave you and what should you do? Okay, first of all, I do encourage you to take the PCOS root cause quiz. Symptoms may be the best and earliest indicator that insulin is a root problem for your PCOS. And so I'm going to link to that in the show notes below Start to address the insulin effect through lifestyle adjustments because insulin is so responsive. So go ahead and start getting started with that today through dietary changes and exercise. We'll be talking more about exercise next week. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to get started eating to address the insulin effect, then I encourage you to check out my PCOS detox program, the seven day hormone reset and 30 days of momentum meal plans are designed to help you reduce the insulin effect and get rid of the cravings while resetting your insulin and metabolic hormones so that you can shed the unwanted pounds, boost your fertility, and improve all those unwanted symptoms of PCOS. If that's something that you think would help you, I will include the link to that in the show notes below as well, and you can go check it out. So in closing today, here are the big takeaways. I know there was a lot of physiology, science, and medical technicalities in there, but the takeaway here is that the insulin effect can be impacting your PCOS long before it is detected on blood tests, or even before it's technically that you're even resistant to insulin. Just the presence of insulin can start to have detrimental effect if it's present continuously in large quantities, and it will work against you in your efforts to lose weight until it is addressed. Insulin also messes with ovulation each month and reduces your chance of getting pregnant. And I do want to put a side note is even if weight loss isn't your issue, the insulin effect can still be having A detrimental effect on your PCOS, as you saw with the other ways that increased insulin in your body can be elevating testosterone levels and so forth. But the good news is, is that it is one of the simplest root causes of PCOS to address which is exactly what the PCOS Repair Podcast is here to help you with as you learn more and more about your PCOS root causes and how to heal and reverse your PCOS naturally. So if you've enjoyed this episode today, please hit the subscribe button so that you can get notified when the next episode is released. Next week, I'll probably be on a little bit of a rant because I'm going to be talking about a bit of a controversial topic in PCOS management. So I'm guessing you're not going to want to miss that one. All right. Until then, bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free, so go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health.